Okay, there we go. It lagged for a moment there. Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Weaving Myth Season 5. We're here to talk about tabletop role-playing games and everything related to playing them online. I'm Eric, and joining me tonight from staff are Amy. Hello. And Colin. How's it going, everyone? We're all staff from Mythweavers, one of the largest play-by-post gaming websites in existence and home to the largest repository of online RPG character sheets anywhere on the web. As always, Weaving Myths airs live on Twitch on the first and third Saturdays of every month, and we're joined by the impeccable Twitch chat today. Hello, Twitch chat. Come on, you're supposed to say hi, people. (sighs) Jimmy. Since when do they perform on demand? I I don't know. We've only been at this for, what, five years now, Colin? Yeah, we made Chimmy's staff. Speaking of mistakes. And Amy. Lots happened in five years. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Has it really been that long? Yes, it's really been that long. Yeah, scary. All right, so, five years. We've come a long way since that uh, whimsical little oops pilot episode, the one where... Nathan's innocent little idea of let's have a live event to connect everyone kind of grew into, oh God, chaos, and we're doing a podcast now, and what's happening? Mom! (laughs) Wait, is that when I came in? No, you came in later. Yeah, no, the first episode didn't even have audio for everyone involved. (laughs) It was kind of a cluster. It was Nathan reading what we, or not reading, but quoting what got said, yes. So anyway, a lot has changed. Nathan breathed life into this thing and then worked last season as the producer and now Nathan's taking a break from things. So since then, the site's grown some. The Discord grew significantly, especially after a couple uh, downtime incidents. Excitement. Amy came out pretty early on as the behind the scenes. And now she's on staff and a regular participant. I grew out of my beard. I shaved my beard. I grew it back. Eric became an admin, grew out his hair. Yeah. It's still Ooh. grown out. We're not sure what's going on there. We we don't ask him. I'm trying to catch Rodrigo. It's just never going to work. I can't look as it, good as him. Uh-huh. Started, it's, it's redacted. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric started using redacted as a noun, verb, and adjective in his rambles. And we went through, you know, the aforementioned site major outage. And now the pandemic. So in five seasons, we've covered a lot of actual ground in this podcast. We've covered the mechanics of the site. We've covered site rules. We've covered games. We've covered player and game master archetypes. We've talked about elements of storytelling, how to deal with uh, changes in enthusiasm, adding and losing players, and sometimes even when you just got to kill the game. In Season 5, though, we're going to tackle something we haven't really touched on before, which is game genres. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a biggie, and it is... Yeah, this may go for more than one season. Um, because we're actually trying a experimental way of how to cover it. So it may go, 
it's kind of a we're fluid. not always going to agree. I mean, that's the one no. thing that we've we 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 always tried to create in those first five seasons of uh, episode notes was we all had a common voice and we're like we're we're here to produce information and talk about it. But now we're going to argue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm too much of a whip. Uh, well, uh, game genres. What is a genre? Um, basically. Let's go to the dictionary. Dictionary defines a game genre as a common form, style, or subject matter. Okay, that makes no sense to anyone. <laughs> okay. What do we care about then? Um, basically... We're oh, here on the I'm site to play to... games. I mean, yeah. if we're here to play games, what does a genre matter? how we attract other uh, participants into our games. So we need to figure out those basic, I guess, simple keywords for advertisements. Um, and we need to know those to advertise and then those to pick up on what is being played. So we go, huh, is that something or is it just meh? Is it something and, that I'm interested in? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh gosh, what kind of elements are involved? Yeah, basically, landed. Uh, that's part of the shot. You know, figuring those out is figuring out the genre. And then um, it also helps find uh, related resources. That's why some people are really good at Google Foo. Um, they have, whether consciously or subconsciously, developed those uh, concepts so they know what keywords to put in to get those things those images or music or just whatever settings and adventures on drive through mm -hmm. RPG. I mean, goodness, yeah. if you put in the wrong exactly. keywords, you have 3000 results that are all gack when all you really wanted was a D and D fifth edition adventure. That's for levels one to four. Yeah. But that's not really a genre. A genre is more of a, an idea. Um, the, the elements that are tell you the kind of story uh landed's right fantasy is a genre it's actually multiple genres we we actually already already spent a lot of time arguing about this we, are, we <laughs> have the entire you? season planned <laughs> before I mean, the season started and then decided oh my gosh there's too much for one season yeah and so we blew so, it up yeah yeah and, and uh, this is basically going through what we threw what we went through. I mean, we have to figure out, you know, the basic overarching genre, you fantasy, sci-fi, historical fiction, nonfiction. Um, those are big, those are broad. They don't encompass everything. Uh, Lizard yeah. folk from Alpha Centauri dominate the world. Um, yeah, that could cross over a couple of things that we're going to talk about for sure. Um, that's that sounds like at that detail level. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's there's sci-fi elements to that. Uh, do you consider that to be like uh, some fantasy because it's got that uh, alternative humanoid races thing going for it? Uh, mm -hmm. Or is it aliens? Are they are they lizard folk aliens, or are they like? You know, awakened reptiles. Who knows? Oh, we should have had Doth on for this one. <laughs> Gonzo dystopian science fantasy. 
Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. that Speaking is of a genre. things we're going to cover. Yeah, we're going to get there. Actually, yeah. But why did we settle on this in the first place? That is really what I want to know. Because we went through a, a long planning episode. We're like, what are we going to talk about in season five? We're going to talk about the same things that we touched on before. We're just rehash and, and, and get better at what we're doing. Amy's like, no, no, we need to tackle this. Well, what <laughs> is this? Why are we doing this? It's the elephant in the room that we comment on but have never defined never explained and never gone into detail on so that people can come to an understanding and go i've never tried that but you know what that actually has points that sound interesting i might want to try it now which is kind of why i wanted to try and tackle it elephant in the room is a terrible genre Thank you, Tiffany. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Dave, pound gorilla. How's that? So tropish. Yeah. All right. So Amy, Amy hit on a good point there that different game genres emphasize different parts of the story. Um, if you're going for something that is, say, urban fantasy, you're 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 really trying to go for the grit and the 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 intricate details of that kind of inner city type environment where that's, that's more important than necessarily the broad overarching societal, you know, goings on. You're, you're really focused on that inner detail. Whereas if you're doing, I don't know, epic fantasy, uh, drop the ring in the, the lava campaign, you're talking about the journey and the places you visit and the people you meet along the way and and the changes that happen external to you yeah um <laughs> gosh what do we add here there's just so much um what are you laughing about i'm just watching your brain melt it's a favorite yeah. pastime well this is where colin after sipping Gloria, his drink you hit him <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna talk about so, tools yes. given that we see his his entire backdrop there of gigantic engineering yes three D printing backdrop, the new background for all future podcasts. Yay. So as I scroll to the right Colin, place in the notes. So Colin, why can't I do D D three point five in space? You can. Because some things do not translate well, as you know. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta have, <laughs> you just gotta have the right tool for the job. I have my best boy over here telling me, "Here's a blondie. Eat it on stream. I want to see it." <laughs> <laughs> so professional. We are yeah. so professional. Even after five years, we started on time. Space. We went live at eight. Yeah, we did. With a 10-minute countdown, but ten minute countdown. damn it, it was live. You're right. It, exactly, Bookworm. Spelljammer. Yeah, um, MC Bookworm that, pulling out Spelljammer. The, the, the point is that Spelljammer was designed to do that. It was designed to yes. talk about the traveling and the space and the, the interconnections between the environment that you're in and the ship and the... the... Well, <sighs> and, then, and then Eric Mona... 
in a Dragon magazine took 3.0 and tweaked it for the new version of Spelljammer. So you could probably just take the same information from that converted to 3.5, and there you have your 3.5 in space. Right. But that's the, the point, I think, is exactly what Colin was saying earlier about having the right tool. It's, He's not going to... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not that, you know, you can't, you know, take... 3.5 and put it in a dystopian sci-fi future with humans only it's not that you can't do it it's that the system was never really designed with that level of modularity in mind from its base concept so you're gonna have it's gonna be a really hacky homebrew potential mess and then you've got to have players that go, yes, I want to learn effectively half a system's worth of homebrew just to play this 3.5 when, oh, you know, I I could be playing Cyberpunk. Yeah. Which is more suited to that dystopian sci-fi. Even maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, but how many people know that game? Right, but point is, there are systems that are purpose-built for certain things. And it's it's not that you can't hack a system you really love into something else. It's that if a system is developed specifically for, you know, high fantasy, you know, more Tolkien-esque RPGs, it's going to be a nightmare to translate because they didn't design it thinking about, oh, someone's going to want to run, you know, Warhammer 40,000 with this rule set. That wasn't a consideration. No, they're doing high fantasy. You can. It's just, it's a matter of effort. You know, is there perhaps something better you can use that doesn't cost an arm and a leg to, you know, get the rules for that others would be yeah. willing to play? Yeah, I mean that's that's really the the key aspect that circles it back to Mythweavers is that there's an effort to learn things and an effort to learn things that you're kind of building on the fly, trying to repurpose. So force fitting it can actually take away from what you're trying to get at, which is the exciting parts about the game. Um, if you are taking a system that has no concept of the you know, making travel between one place and another a thing, then you're not going to be able to focus on that if that's actually if the journey is part of the equation. D and is all about exploration and and like hex crawling type things rather than um, the scenarios that you'll encounter. That's why you have all these external tools to kind of shim into there. All right. Well, let's start from the high level. Um... And then we can go into more finer detail so people know what tools they need to look for. So, you know, we have several high-level genres that people know, um, and well, it comes pretty easy. Important disclaimer. This is what a group of us have all come up with. People may disagree with some of our classifications or categorizations. But we think we're pretty on the money with most of this as far as, you know, what's high level, what's kind of like a lower level descriptive subgenre almost. 
so yeah. common themes and subject matters that we've seen a lot. The high-level ones we've seen a lot, you've got your sci-fis, which is you've got hard sci-fis, you've got, you know, kind of softer sci-fis. Uh, you've got... Space opera. Your space yeah. operas. You've got your fantasies, and that can be your high fantasy, which is traditionally Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder. Lots of magic. Lots, lots of races. magic. Magic's common as all get out. And then you've got your low fantasy settings, where magic is less Conan. common. Conan's a great but example. But legends and myths are still there. You've got the things that go bump in the night, and the weird creatures that you yep. run into in the deep, like Grendel. Beowulf yeah. is a great low fantasy set, uh, yeah, setting. Yeah, no, Beowulf is fantastic. That's a good one. I don't, I don't have to preach uh, stars without <laughs> number or worlds without number because Tiffany is doing it for me in the chat. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. Get your own acolyte of the without number systems. We're getting yes. to that one. Oh, Lovecraft. Yeah, we're going to get there here we're in a second. We're getting there. So, yeah, you've got your high fantasy, your low fantasy. You've got your historical fiction settings, you know, past or modern Period settings. drama! <laughs> your period dramas. Sometimes with tweaks. Again, that's getting there. Um, then you've got your moderns. Your modern genres, you're going to have your urban fantasies, your near futures, your near pasts, you know, okay, stuff set in, you know, maybe the World 70s or the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... I'd classify, and we disagree more... on this a bit as well, you know, where historical and modern yeah. deviate. What's recent like, past and what's historical past. Current Call of Duty Cold War is near past. World War II is historical. Right. There's, within a yeah. generation, I think it you're, becomes you're... near past and then historical. Subject to yeah. interpretation a bit on that it's, line. It's a rough edge. I'd kind of call it, if the people that you're talking about are dead then it's not near past anymore. Yeah. If it's close enough to that. be close enough to be our the people are still alive. Are dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you're you're kinda in that border of well I'm not gonna talk about worldly talk, but, but <laughs> yes. there's there's definitely more possibility for the worldly talk the nearer past you get. And that's kind of that dividing line of people get real angsty about their living parents and Yes. Siblings. Yeah, um, the modern yeah. history games are where you can get into a little difficulty as far as the site rules, because it's, sometimes it's hard to shoehorn that setting with site policies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tiff, yeah, Tiff points out alt-fiction. That's going to kind of traverse a lot of things. Colin's, Colin's laying out kind of the common subject matters, but the then bulk, there's... The bulk stuff, and then we're going to get into sub, both subgenres and then the way, you know, a lot of the main genres will treat other main genres as a subgenre. Yeah, it's kind of the form of your game rather yeah. than the uh, What's rather your than the subject primary matter itself. theme, and then you're choosing your secondary themes. Mm -hmm. So, and then the last one we've really got is your larger-than-life settings. And larger-than-life, that's where you get into your pulp-style stories, your superhero I stories. Even, I would even say noir which I would think is actually probably pulp, uh, some yeah, genre of pulp would be yeah, on the I could larger. See noir. Right. It's. I mean, even you know, James Bond fits into that uh, genre. Yes. Where it's, it's it's an ordinary person, but they're just better than everyone else. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. and yeah. 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 And you're okay. yeah, the the supers I think fit in there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Much yeah, much larger genre, than life. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's that's really what we kind of hashed out as, you know, this is what we view as, like, the major genres. You know, if you're running a game, yeah, I mean, we I mean, could there... have missed something, but as far as we're concerned after going through this, you know, pretty much yeah. if you're running a game, it's going to fall within one of those main themes, those main genres. There, there are a couple of things that we didn't include because we don't see them on uh, the site because they're not necessarily uh, either with site rules or just it's not like the crime setting is really hard to pull off on play by post. Please, for the love of no romance. I mean, like oh, the on. romance novels, the bodice oh, no, ripper, no, okay. please, no. Uh, no, no, you can't. No. You cannot pull off. No, we do not a need a Twilight deal. play by post, please. No, but a rom under, Yeah, Underworld is totally that. fine too. Musicals are banned. Challenge accepted. Musicals are a subgenre. Okay, fine. Yeah, but to Tiffany's Sorry. point that supers is technically its own thing. I think it's just kind of the larger than life people amped up to the next notch of they're really that much larger than the rest of us, but mm-hmm. it's still mostly ordinary people around. It's not like you've got supers Everyone and supers and dwarves and elves. If or, everyone was supers, then that wouldn't be a supers game. That would be normal. That's everyone. Just that's, a that's, high powered. Yeah. Everyone is high-powered people exactly um so secondary i guess we're calling the secondary um we've got the meta genres and then we have the i guess let's call them micro genres you get on your adventure uh, this is your your game structure really is how i see it how how i'm gonna structure structure. what's what's going on yeah uh adventure uh, this is about the dungeon crawl or the campaign, the big epic story you have to do where it's either, you know, it could be a short campaign, uh, a couple of modules that you figured out or one of the adventure paths that you've seen the, or the big epic like Tolkien. Um, but it doesn't have to be fantasy. Adventure is about, about going and doing a thing in a place. The place is an important integral part of what you're doing. Star Wars was an adventure. Yeah. Um, And that's... We we ignored all of the time between the planets because it wasn't relevant. Exactly. Bam. You you did your diagonal wipe across the screen and now you were in a different star system somewhere else. Um, Yeah, the quest is the thing. Uh, More of a frontier type of uh, structure where you do get that travelogue where the travel and the interaction during the travel is really important or your kingmaker from pathfinder is a perfect example it's a fantasy example but it's perfect um example uh stars without numbers there's a couple of um she said it not me 
she said. Yeah. Or, or even Deadlands. Which way am I where pointing it's, to damn leg? Uh, you're kind of pointing to Amy on my screen. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's where you have settlements hey, and hey, outposts. Right and so being out there in the uh, kind of wilderness and the, the travails that you experience and the bonding of the characters across the activity of moving from one place to another is what's important. Yeah. Uh, how you get there. Uh, let's see. What would be a good, another science fiction type of the Martian would be a very good uh, example as far as a movie that was more of the frontier, how he got from A to B. And you saw time passing. You saw that travel and it was important. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a and I think then, theme verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely important to, to recognize that not all of these are going to match up with each other, particularly when it's in the play by post environment. Um, if you are writing a dungeon adventure, absolutely don't spend chapter after chapter talking about the walk from one from one town to the dungeon. A, it's going to bore your players. B, it's not what the focus of your game is. So you're spending time on the things that aren't exciting. Okay. I almost killed my first game exactly like that. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to walk and talk to uh, introduce the characters. And they were like, yeah, this is boring. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not what we signed okay. up for. No. All right. Time jump. <laughs> the uh, classification of Lord of the Rings in the Clerks movies. That's a good one, Landon, the sublight episode. Walk. Walk. Um, I would Pick argue rock, the walk. Wheel of Time was just oh, Jordan's time did it fascination. Too. But I would argue it's more Jordan's fascination with anthropology and than actually a travelogue. It was supposed to be a big epic story, and he just like he, he was an anthropologist at heart. He liked talking about cultures, and that's what ended up happening. I mean, Tolkien. Which hurt less than Tolkien and his "Let me talk about every intricacy of every language I've created." Well, the language is the side. Again. He did a very good travelogue of the character development on the the way. The Moria itself was how described very briefly. Oh, how some individuals react to that person in the group that keeps going, are we there yet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could almost uh, argue that Tolkien was doing a psychology study. It would surprise <laughs> me. Um, it, he was probably working out what he, it's almost, and sorry to get a little worldly talk, but you'd almost say it was a cathartic, uh, kind of working out his PTSD from World War One with Samwise and Frodo as well. True. And trying to tell his children about that great war without telling them what he went through. Mm -hmm. So... When, it kind when of was a psychology thing. Two yes. hobbits on two hobbits lying on a fiery mountainside, which doesn't look at all like the sum in France, but it's not a whole lot different. And just saying, why are we here? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we know Tolkien denies it, but um... it could have been a subconscious thing. Mm -hmm. it, 
It uh, wasn't. Freud would say it likely was, but yeah, write what you know. Mm. Exactly, you write what you know. Um, Next one, of course. (laughs) The next one, of course, is everybody's favorite: apocalyptic. Uh, You've got your post-apocalyptic. I can't talk. Don't ask me. (laughs) Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. After the dance. Um, but you've got your post-apocalyptic genre, which everybody knows, but there is a pre, uh, like, I think it's the current, uh, Shinara series that is kind of working up to the apocalypse that created the world of Shinara in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Which few people realize is a post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah, the uh, a, a movie example might be like, um, oh dang, what is that one? Not Deep Impact, the the other asteroid one. What about Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Uh, yeah, that works too. But I was thinking Sorry, the Bruce Will- Bruce Willis uh, asteroid. Bruce Willis Armageddon. Asteroid. Armageddon. Armageddon. That's yeah. the one I was going for. It started with an A. I just couldn't find it. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, they Thank saved you, the world from Armageddon, but exactly. Um, but yeah, Sometime, uh, uh, or or Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are your pre-apocalyptics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can or even see those. three. Really, I mean, with the Skynet is already there. Whoops, <laughs> we turned it on. Dang us. <laughs> hey, I don't want to miss a single thing, Logan. I, I just choose to I just choose to say you know, okay Terminator two and then the most recent one is Terminator three and ignore everything that happened between them. Uh, yeah, we could have a whole Highlander discussion about that, but we're not going to. No, please <laughs> don't mention that. All right, uh, that would be a leaving this after dark right? topics. Yeah, that's a, di- a different horror. Uh, Lovecraft was mentioned earlier, so horror could fit in any of the meta genres that we mentioned. I mean, oh, yeah. Sci-fi uh, horror. Aliens, anybody? Mm-hmm. There you go. Your Eldritches, your Abominations, your Undeads, your Slashers. Uh, yeah, you... Look at Indiana Jones 2. There was a bit of horror in that. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Uh, Kalima. And I'm not talking about trade Shiva. Actually... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah, these these subgenres are uh, the forms that we're using. Yeah, they fit in I mean, a lot. Of things. You can totally do a slasher, a pure slasher, and you've a Ripper. Oh, that could be so fun! A, a steampunk slasher. You're not. You're you know ideas. a problem we failed to anticipate when we went. Oh, we'll talk about genres. We failed to anticipate us sitting here going, oh, this would be a fun setup. I know, right? <laughs> Pee-wee's big adventure is horror. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like this. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then dystopian doesn't have to be post-apocalyptic again. Yeah. Uh, cyberpunk, there's no apocalypse. It's just... <sighs> Things generated. You society has society's there. It's just crumbled. Yeah, 
it, it's crumbled not... or stagnant with only a small select group at the top and you can have yeah. your alternate history too i mean you can have yep. well this event went the other way and so now we ended up in a dark place where where we didn't well yeah and there's you know harry turtle dove is more light-hearted but he does a lot of Hey, we're from Kentucky. Now we're in 1692. That was, that was yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, hey, I loved Turtle Dove Civilization series, though. Man wow. in the High Castle. That's a good one. He couldn't. Oh, story about that one. It was actually never finished. It it was such a dark place. He couldn't finish it. He said, "I needed help." It took him to such a dark place, even with his other issues that he had. Mm -hmm. At least he has an excuse, unlike Martin. Yeah, Martin's just slow, and he admits that, too. Yeah. How Ready Player missed, One. Uh, deadlines? Look, when you're making millions, <laughs> deadlines <laughs> yeah. don't matter, right? Yeah. Who cares about the fans, anyway? <laughs> Ready Player One is a good one. Oh, yes. yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you're talking your Blade Runner falls into this. Yeah, that's dystopian, but it's not. I mean, there's society. It hasn't completely crumbled. Right. But it well, is. It's, it's never a complete crumble. It's like a regression to a stagnant position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Complete societal crumbles post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you're post-apocalyptic yeah. when, when you've got... Uh, yeah, your zombies zombies have overrun the world, and it's just pockets of humans there. Or robots have overrun the world, and there's just pockets of humans there. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, and, and the those are the type of things that people are looking for to get their mind around the characters that they want to make, and those type of um, forms. Yeah. are what kind of are the glue that holds everything together. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the meta genre that that ball of glue has been placed into. And then you have your mix and match, which uh, already got brought up earlier. Star Wars is sci-fi fantasy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know, sci-fi is yeah. your main genre. Fantasy is a subgenre in magic. that case. Right. It's got magic, it's got aliens, it's got blasters. It's got mm -hmm. ships ships in space, but they do things that no science could possibly imagine. I mean, your hard sci-fi is going to be the first topic that we actually tackle. Not this coming episode, because that's going to be tabletop. But the episode after that, we're going straight into hard sci-fi, because we're not going to go easy on ourselves. Which is where, using your literary <laughs> examples, that's where you've got stuff like your David Weber sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you don't, you don't just magically transport yourself from one planet to another. That's a lifetime journey. When you decide to leave Earth, you're not coming yeah. back. Yeah, that, the expanse. Uh, you could even say, like, Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard sci-fi. Um, Destiny is more science fantasy. And it's more hard sci-fi than something like Destiny or Star Wars. Right. Diaspora. It has psionics. 
Yeah, um... Using the Force. <laughs> They're using the Force to create space singularities that they throw at enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas your... Your Stargate is gonna be like your modern sci-fi. But no, I mean... Before Chimi strangles me, Mass Effect is... I'd call it soft sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It, like, it it's, wants not, to it's not necessarily to going for any fantasy elements. It's just, you know, the science isn't necessarily what we'd consider accurate. Yeah, okay, good point. Whereas but there's Star nothing Trek, wrong with that. It can still be fun. Star Trek is, I'd lean more towards hard sci-fi, but it's still soft sci-fi. Yeah. They're finding that a lot of the science that they were making up is actually somewhat accurate, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of funny. If anyone wants a good, you know, hard sci-fi read, get into the Honor Harrington series by David Weber. Yeah, that's going to be your hey. Let's talk about hard science. There are no dogfights in space. No, no. It space space battles do not look like World War Two fighters duking it out. Making making hard turns with with rudders and ailerons when there's no matter there to actually push on. Now, now. Fusion Don't bomb take away. lasers. Don't take That's away my accurate. Robotech. Okay. I Look, love my Robotech. There's nothing wrong with gigantic mecha. It's just absolutely <laughs> practical. It wouldn't work. All right. Well, it might for building in space, but not. Anyway. I mean. In Anyways. space, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, I okay. If I want to annihilate this culture over here, I'm not gonna create a gigantic fleet. I'm gonna aim a big asteroid and just fling it at them because I know where their planet's gonna be when it gets there. Them so that it, yeah. it rotates, it yeah, yeah expands. Yeah. Babylon Five did it first. Which part? Babylon 5 was a good show. I enjoyed it. I couldn't get um, into it. I tried. Yeah. I think well, see, my the, issue the with th Babylon 5 is I didn't watch it when I was younger. I watched it as an adult. After already seeing like stuff that came after it definitely took inspiration from it. And well, kind of did it better just because they had that preceding example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but I mean... Can't get the into it, the thing with Babylon Five, the the tough thing about it is, it's kind of like, do you like Deep Space Nine or not? Yeah, <laughs> because it's a frontier form; it's mm -hmm. not an adventure form. Well, yeah, the Star Trek was he pitched it as wagon train in space, um, oh. and Deep Space Nine was. Uh, don't get me started. Oh, hey, hey, you want to watch me uh, piss off some people in the chat? I liked Star Trek Enterprise. Me too! Oh, I thought I it was a it glorious intro series. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I love Scott Bakula. Uh, yeah, but I knew what Chimi was going to come back with. Ripped yeah. off from Babylon 5. <laughs> See, there's Exalted. Yep, here it comes. Stryasajansky went to Paramount pitched Babylon 5, they refused it, he got started making Babylon 5, and then they came out with DS9. Mm -hmm. 
they totally went, oh, actually, Space Station show is not a bad idea. Oh, yeah, I mean, hey, come on. Janeway is the best captain. Man, them's fighting words. I, you know, I, I kind it. of agree with that, but I do think Patrick Stewart is the better actor. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was poorly timed, Colin. We can't afford to lose any staff right now. I can find more. There's a list. Anyway, half of them volunteer themselves. Yeah. Crazy Navy types. I uh, I don't know. I mean. Uh, uh, Tiffany, we the the whole thing's a tangent. Let's be honest. It, it's uh, it's weaving myths. Of course, we're gonna tangent. Oh look! But, but Enterprise, Enterprise was about a very specific thing, which was kind of that the beginning of mm-hmm. a genre, which kind of we didn't even touch on there. But that's that's the kind of the incipient edge of that frontier game. Lex. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know what I'd classify Lex as. Soft Save sci-fi that. minimum. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, we've got. Okay. Anyway. Next, next episode. Yes. Directed tangents. Uh, we do okay. Track. Yeah. Directed. Yeah. We don't have a producer anymore. No one's giving us direction. <laughs> There's no, no adult supervision with this. Pure anarchy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Moving, Moving on. Um, I think we're actually about due for a break yeah. if anyone needs a break. I, mean, I, I guess just to put a wrapper on this. Obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you're like, so what are you going to actually talk about? You know, we, you, you're talking about all these high ideas. <laughs> and I've spent 50 minutes listening to you already. And like, when are you going to get to the point? The point is the journey. We're framing it out here for you in this episode. And it's going to be short. Because starting in Ep 2, we're actually going to take apart each one of these ideas and start talking about where it meets game systems and players and how it all ties together into what you do on Mythweavers. Because each one of these has some things that are great to do in play-by-post and some things where you're like, approach that topic carefully. Yeah. Or, or approach, approach that part of the game carefully because it's not exciting. And that one, yeah, that part might be better to consider as a hybrid game, or or to do with an external tool. Like if you're gonna have this gigantic thing where you're creating ships to go board on the fly to randomly, you know, collect materials that you need to keep your your fleet afloat while you're avoiding zombies on the Caribbean. Maybe Colin might want to consider an external tool that generates all those forums so that you're not spending all your time rolling dice just to say what's in the hold of this ship yeah we have a tool for that Sarek made it yeah i know now i just need it's to great. convert it to python with a ui what are you waiting if for only you knew a few programmers or we're taking a programming class yourself i know oh right? my gosh yeah colin you're useless I, I can write right. the program. The problem is standalone with a UI. I hear Eric knows how to do UIs. Ah, no, no, no. You want David for UIs. I All do right. business. I do integrations. I put things, pieces together to make a whole. So to summarize, 
If you're asking the question, what the hell are they going to talk about, especially after that mad ramble? Yes. Come back. We're doing, we're we're doing, doing it all. Dive each episode. This was just the, okay, this is coming, and it's no, big. No, oh, and, did not just and, do code speak. And then, and then we're going to actually take those ideas and put them into practice in our Weaving Myths Does Tabletop episodes that are interspersed every few Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the next months, one really. just happened to overlap with we uh, the virtual meetup, which right. we'll talk we'll about into. after the break. Not yet. Break time. Five minute after break. break. <laughs> I'm still here. We don't have a uh, we'll be right back screen, so y'all are still stuck with me. Dang. Should I we just turn Nathan. off our cameras then? <laughs> I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to sit here and stare at the computer for five minutes. I'm going to go and look at a print. <sighs> because I'm not going be. <laughs> to be creepy at all. <laughs> Promise. I'm sorry, I can't pop. do that. I pop. Five minutes of eye contact. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love my new... <laughs> my new camera. I wonder if my husband's ever going to make dinner. I've got four large prints to get done that are just, you know, various tile holders and all that for the Betrayal at House on the Hill games. We're going to talk about minis later, aren't we? You know, we really could. At we some should. point. Not this season. No, in like a free-for-all, like when we waste time. Well, I mean, we've got, uh, yeah, honestly, if, if no one needs a bathroom break or a drink re-up, never mind, I need a drink re-up. But why is headset so I can still hear you assholes? Mm, yeah, unlike Nathan, but you walked away so you can't mute us. <laughs> why would I do that? I always rebelled against being muted. That's right. This is all the rebels that are left. We, we overthrew the establishment, and now we're in charge. What the? Oh, Sorry. it wasn't a waste of time for the last hour, Logan, or you would have left us. This is the Dance of the Seven Veils. Someone's phone vibrating. Oh. No. Oh, you know what it might have been? When I went over to look at the 3D printer. Sometimes with little electronic noises sprinkled in. Because stepper motors make fun sounds. Yes. Yes, they do. Actually, not even a noisy printer, Andrew, or you would have heard it from, well, you know, where I'm sitting now. Yeah, Colin, what's the distance to that printer? What, 10 feet? Uh, eight. Enough. Oh, man, I need to show you this picture of the uh, the thing that we're getting for our pool table. It's actually not oh the table itself uh, it's the uh 
It's the accessories. You can you can do show and tell in After Dark, Eric. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll I'll. Uh, Since I'll we're hold. all here and we've burned enough time pretending that someone needed a bathroom break. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it was really Nathan that always needed the bathroom break and never us. I think it really was. We were we ready to go. Hung around. All right. So, Eric. Eric. All right, we're back from the break, so I'm going to stop making weird eye contact with the camera and go back to what we Thank were supposed you. to be talking about. Which, I think it's time now for our game of the episode. This is a feature that you'll get every time you visit here on Weaving Myths, where we're going to highlight one of the games that's currently advertising on Mythweavers. And in this case, we're making a shameless plug for our event in two weeks, which that's we'll talk about favorite. later, which is the Mythweavers virtual meetup number two and today's game of the episode it's not mine logan it's yours this episode's highlighted game is love bites by none other than sir logan of gilead love bites is a DD fifth edition game being run for our february Mythweavers virtual meetup and is set in a thriving port town infested with love bugs the creature's bite causes the victim to fall in person with the next person they see for an hour or so, leading to quite a bit of embarrassment for the people of the town. Can the heroes discover the source of the bugs and how to get rid of them? Well, he's going to need some players, so it's time to sign up. This okay. will be run. Three more players needed on February 20th, Saturday, February 20th, the 5 p.m. Eastern time time slot. Okay. No, I no, have... we've just been bitten, Logan. It has nothing to do with you. We're stuck for the next hour espousing <laughs> all the greatness. Of Logan, man, I love you, buddy. <laughs> love you, buddy. I really do. <laughs> Colin, Colin, put it up on screen. Are we good? Oh, uh, you know what? I Here. laugh so I hard. I put it up on screen. I'm adjusting to needing to click transition. That's right. You got to hit the transition so that we can show the advertisement. Yep. Yep. So there's your advertisement. There it is. I j this just makes me giggle so much. I love okay. this. It's going to be a hilarious romp. Uh, yes, yes, it is. If I wasn't is. running a game in the following session, I would probably sign up for this. All if I right. Painting, I would, oh, and Logan's using Foundry as his uh, virtual tabletop. Foundry is a great product. Ooh. We'll talk about that at some point uh, when we talk about uh, some Going of the later. There. There, some I of the transition again. We're good now. Some of the later themes when we talk about. Um, things that you have to do in order to make games work better virtual tabletops and at least the ability to share and easily edit maps is totally a tool uh that you want to have in your toolbox for certain types of games so yeah. foundry is foundry is freaking awesome i mean coming from coming from different tools and seeing something that's completely web-based uh you know server side where you can just have your players join in and you can give them all the elements of your game man it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Product placement done. Get your apps in. <laughs> Three players, February 20th, 5 p.m. slot. Love yes, bites. please. Please. This is, this is just, I like humor a lot. It doesn't matter what the genre is. There has to be humor in it for me. <laughs> and this just ticks all those boxes. It's going to get there. Yep. Yeah. So now... Colin. Oh, fine. I'll read things. Juggling things sucks. 
So, mm-hmm. it is time <laughs> for the free-for-all. <laughs> it is time for the free-for-all. So, in the free-for-all, we answer questions and generally just ramble worse than we already have for the past hour. It's going to be bad. I'm not honestly sure it can be worse, but... Anyways, we'll start off like we always do with what's making us happy this week. Start with Amy. Hi! So, I, uh, well, much of stuff. New webcam, as you guys can see. Um, Sharp. Yes. I finally got this keyboard all set up. Got some new cables for it and everything. Um, I'm getting my hobby space all together, which is where I also have my computer. Just, you know, doing what I can. Um, the creature comforts of your quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Doing what I can to kick the pandemic blahs. Um, did a little more, tried to learn a little bit more on the airbrush. Still not great, but serviceable after a bit. So, well, I, I've seen some of your work. You're pretty awesome. Not with the airbrush. I okay. getting the consistency right with between the like. Oh right no! Now, we're I'm, about that, Colin. Damn it! What? Nothing. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, Amy. Uh, yeah, mixing the paints and the thinner to get, together to get the right consistency so it doesn't pull when you're um, doing base coating or priming on minis is really hard. And I've got starting to get my minis organized, um, but I have to talk my husband into... I think I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to get slat wall on that wall right over there so I can... Uh, Hang everything up on it. And I got to talk to my husband into putting it up. So. Yeah. When you got that ongoing painting project, which I've seen some of the preview photos and those are pretty swanky. Yes. Yeah. You got the I shipment mean, from Colin, right? I got the shipment she from Colin. Shipment. No, you can't pull out that shipment, Amy. I'm not pulling out that shipment. Okay. I was going to say, that, that can't appear on the podcast right now. No. I'm trying yellow skin. Because why not? That is some not. impressive décolletage there. Yeah. So yeah, you know, trying things like that. I've got to finish up. I got uh, vellum ivy leaves for the one that I've been working on for a while, so I need to finish it up for now. But yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Got some cool stuff in. Yeah. Awesome. Your turn, Colin. Oh, well, all right. What's making me happy is my wife and I finished our office move to the basement, which gave us a little more space and then conveniently put all that set up within, you know, well, I used to be able to just kick across the floor, but dog there's a big dog in the way now. So still better than having to run up and down the stairs 20 times in five minutes because 
oh, you know, I sliced the file wrong, and oh, I forgot this, or oh, I forgot that, and yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah. Yes, Eric. Exalted, you are making him happy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, every time he calls me, he goes, hey, so this thing at the VFW, no. <laughs> Mr. Vice, a point yeah. of order. He's the commander. Which means I have to shield him from a lot of things because I'm a good little XO. That's right. Aww. I thought you never served on a boat. He knows exactly what an XO is supposed to do, which is make his CO look good and take all the crap. All right, fair well, enough. I wouldn't go that far. Fair enough. All right. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Eric, go. Okay, so it's me. Uh... Well, I mean, my team at work has finally finished up one of our gigantic software projects. Just like any organization, you've got all sorts of bad old software that people built, and I'm trying to fix that. So we had a gigantic access database that took 45 minutes to generate a one-page report because it was oh. bad. Ow. Really bad. Ow. We finally just rolled out the replacement for that. And that was a... That was a exciting lift um, we spent 10 hours the, the developer and i came in at 1 p.m last friday and left a little before 11 it might have been just a little after 11 when we actually left 10 hours straight doing the data migration just the data migration Ow. to finally kick out of the old one and then Ow. we got in on monday and there was an email from the from the application users saying can we turn the old one back on? No. no. I would Why rather did they want that. I would rather well because they were worried that, you know, some of the things didn't go 100%. Like the data was so bad that we couldn't possibly get to 100%. So you're just going to have to tell us where it's broken and we'll fix it. I would rather spend the hours just literally doing data entry for you, for you yeah, than go back like... to the old one. And you would too. Like... You just don't know it yet. That's programming without a plan, is what that yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that pretty much was. So we finally got them convinced, and now now we've, we're over the hump, and they're realizing, oh, wow, this is actually, like, really, honest to goodness, better than what we're doing, what we were doing before. Yes. Like, okay, so maybe there's some data errors where you have to take, like, five minutes to go fix them. But then when you hit the print report button, it happens in five seconds. <laughs> saves you time yeah. lots of time so yeah. yeah that was cool um and then i'm actually getting to do coding projects for myth weavers I and mean, we spent a lot of time between last december right i mean it was a 2020 was a rough year and it started really for us in december 19 yeah we spent a lot of time rodrigo and i just cleaning up things to make sure they wouldn't fall apart again Oh. And now we're there. And now I'm working on new stuff. And Did new stuff is out? fun for you guys. So, yes. What, Did you Amy? find what, what was causing those memory leaks? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the one, one from back in December, that was we were trying to save some money and ended up okay. slowing uh, we down the site. We were trying to save to money because AWS said, hey, go to this. It'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. We, unfortunately, oh, okay. yeah, we listened right. to a sales pitch. 
and and that one turned out to be a loser. But you know, the good thing about that is Rodrigo is really smart about hey, how AWS works now, which aside from making him really marketable in his job, also means that we're getting the benefit of the Weave is operating uh, at a much better clip than it previously was. Okay, uh, yeah, I remember now, my husband saying, I wonder if they did this because they were pushing this and that's what's causing the problem. So it sounds like yeah, that, that was that was basically it. Yeah, yep. Go 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 use our elastics because they'll they'll work better. No, for, for specific how... use cases and yeah. not for ours. Yeah, specific use cases, yeah. And my husband's like, I don't know if that's what they're doing because I know they were pushing elastics, and I yeah. don't. Yeah, so what that, happened. I had Sorry. I had been I had been on board as an admin for two months at that point. <laughs> So However, you had been tapped for a few things here or there when you were just a mod. So yeah, I know. I just, just didn't understand the architecture the yet. Now, now all the architectures is in a good place, and we're working on kind of the next generation of stuff, which is completely redacted, and is redacted. But I'm having a lot of fun, <laughs> so you will too soon. And Eric is redacted. Soon. Yeah, I mean, I replaced my my Discord icon. Instead of it's With an anchor, it's now, now it's a black box. So, yeah. Eric, Eric, should I give the uh, the target uh, announcement time? Yeah, so um, yeah, we're, we're coming up on an announcement about the in-person meetup. You should come. Yeah. There if will you can. be... Yeah, there will be... It's going to happen, Colin. I mean, one of, we set out... One of the redacted projects, at least... We set mm -hmm. out that schedule, and I'm ahead of schedule by Why three weeks. Why would you say that? What? You because know that. You know I'm that. having fun. And when I'm having fun, it's going to go fast. Until Can something fast. breaks. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably... I'll, I no, 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 Logan. Logan, job. I don't do UI. I do integrations. He makes the UI work with the back end, the front end work with yep. the back end. Exactly. And the side exalted. end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, now it won't work smoothly because he said it's going great and he's ahead of schedule. Now, okay, so yeah, this is where my wife says, so what time did you actually come to bed last night? <laughs> it's a little after midnight, but I fixed the thing. Exactly. I... My... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I one, know of, that. one of the uh, one of our super secret projects, arguably right now the biggest one. Yes, should be having an unveiling at Mythweaver's meetup, Kalamazoo. The in count on it. Count on it. So sure, folks. All right, so since we've mentioned Mythweaver's meetup stuff, let's just jump to that. We'll do it out of order. Yay! Okay. Well, it's a tangent. We rearrange fine. things on the fly. All right, so Mythweaver's meetup Kalamazoo take two. So we were supposed to do our first ever Mythweaver's in person meetup last year at the end of May. <laughs> and then this little no. virus thing happened. Which, well, yes. Everything went to hell. Um, 
about the everything. point about the point Gen Con canceled, we just kinda went, Well, yep, we're done. No. <laughs> no. It's like there were hopes. I mean, we're never going to be as big as Gen Con. Yeah, there well, were hopes we're of dreams. And I was like, you know what? When all the major conventions started dropping and then all the small ones started dropping, we just kind of went, no, there's no way. Not worth it. No, you didn't, Logan. No, you didn't. <laughs> no one showed up. So. Well, yeah, it was awkward when he walked up to the door of the VFW and it was closed. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we are doing the in-person meetup in Kalamazoo. The target dates are July 24th and 25th. We're turning it into a two-day event. Being hosted in Kalamazoo, Michigan, organized by me because I was the only one crazy enough to do it. Tickets. Yeah, yeah, no one else wanted to organize an in-person event. No. I've done it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so tickets are $30 for Saturday, $20 for Sunday, or $50 for both days. Um, and there is a discount for anyone that game masters a session at some point during the event. More inter- more information? Information? Information. Yeah. So more information is available at myth-weavers.com and on the Warhorn event registration page. And I can show a transition. I'm learning. Boom. Gosh weavers, not dosh weavers. Yeah, dash. 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 I can speak. (laughs) So this is if you go to the site and go to the myth weavers events forum in the bottom right on the website the home you will of chase see yeah the chase events. is home so all the information's there if you're going to register you go on over to warhorn which is where you're going to actually sign up you're going to it'll give you directions to submit registration payment Please, please, please make sure you attach in the notes what your site username is. Otherwise, I have to email someone and ask, and people don't like to answer those emails. It's important for the registration badges. So we Because otherwise, no one is going to know who you are. Badges. Yeah, we... Please... We do need sticking badges. Yes, there are badges. Um... I need to get organized. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'll get them. Oh, Amy's not doing the badges. She's already forgotten. <laughs> no, I'm doing them. I will. I promise. No, you're not. We outsourced no, no. it already. Yeah. That's right. You did. There's, yeah. there's a certain. There's a certain helper. That's why I forgot. <laughs> there's there's a helper for it. They didn't volunteer themselves. I asked, but they said yes. Yeah, that has no, never I... gone wrong for anyone on the site that I've asked. No, about. just ask Powderhorn. <laughs> Colin, 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 I didn't inhale. Not while I'm <laughs> drinking, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yes, no, it's never backfired. Well, and then the individual spouse also volunteered themselves as well, so... 
It's all in. And is doing some awesome stuff. And is doing so, some awesome stuff, too, for people yeah. attending the event. Yes, I... Yeah. Chimmy, you only have one hat, and we know it. So, it's going to be a blast. There is a link to the location on Google Maps where the event will be happening. There are hotels nearby. There is a Airbnb being set up that is being coordinated through the staff that one of our members is hosting. So if people want to reserve a room, it's got, I think it's something like $20 a night, $23 a night or some such. It's cheaper than low. any hotel is going to be. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. then, the hotels, even the hotel that is right next to the event is still... Yeah, for a hotel, it's still pretty cheap. And nice. It's not a it's not a flea. Yeah, it, it is not a uh, like a one star, questionable uh, sanitation motel or anything. It's actually a nice little hotel, Three right star. next to the Kalamazoo Airport. Yep. There you go. Well, for one. There's not enough room with the 3D printer there for you to crash. For two, Nels is going to snuggle up to you, and you don't want that. He likes to sleep across people's chests to make sure they don't stop breathing in the middle of the night. And he farts. And he gasses. And he gasses, (laughs) and he weighs 110 pounds. So when he lays across your chest to make sure you don't suffocate, he may actually be helping you suffocate. It'll feel like that, at least. He'll move as soon as he realizes you're not breathing after he licks your face. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He might have to lick, lick other things first and then lick your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accurate. Wow. Phrasing, Amy. Phrasing. <laughs> Dogs are very flexible. That's exactly what I meant. Moving on. <laughs> Moving Amy, on. your turn. Your turn. Find some composure. <laughs> Composure. What? Ah! Uh, all right. Back to uh, hooking off the highlighted game of the episode. It is time for Weavie, uh, Mythweaver's Ritual Meetup 2. Um, Cupid's Revenge. And Colin. Oh, I should have asked you to grab that dragon. That dragon? Um, that dragon right there? Yeah, that one. That dragon right there. Yeah. But you're not gonna have time to find it and get it up. It's okay. Oh hey! That's showing it's showing the site. We're good. Okay. I can Um, be caught. Yeah. Woohoo! So we are again doing another virtual meetup. It's the season of love or the season of love to hate. Either way, the game's coming up on February twentieth and twenty first. We'll have a lot of heart. Ha ha ha. Very good. Uh, We're still looking for additional game proposals and always looking for players. Uh, Our next episode will be the featured game and nightcap of day one, the February 20th episode. Uh, And Eric is the one running it. Uh, So this should be fun. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I didn't get to participate last time. I am looking forward to this one. We need uh, more players. We need more game masters. Um, Please, I I need a... Yeah, this this is actually the third virtual meetup. Yeah, this is the third virtual meetup. 
Yeah, because we did the first one in place of the original uh, Memorial Day uh, physical meetup, in-person meetup. And then we did a Halloween virtual meetup. Oh, that's right. We did. You're right. I was wrong. I forgot about the Halloween one. Oh man, the Halloween one? You mean the the one where I'm I'm pimping your daughter's splendid bat design that says Miss yes. uh, Weaver's Halloween Meetup 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, and we will have our lovely heart dragon, heart toting dragon uh, as part of the um, mm-hmm. part of the swag for this one for GMs. Um, like the sweatshirt that we gave out last for the Halloween one. So, you know, there are perks to GMing, even if it is a virtual meetup. So mm-hmm. please yeah. it is, it's No cost to sign noting. up. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Yeah, no, no cost, cost to sign up. up. All you have to do is uh, volunteer, and uh, all players have to do is say, yeah, I want to do it. As a yeah, note, you, do it, you do, in fact, get badges, and and I'm going to go fix that right now on Discord for you, Logan, because you are supposed to have the Mythweavers virtual meetup roll. Bum, this will take, take all of, like, two seconds to actually go fix. And, God, what was I saying? I was going to say something. It Except was actually to relevant to the current topic, too. We should probably post a link in the Mythweavers um, Discord for the Weaving Miss uh, virtual meetup Discord. We have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, actually, that's that's it. There we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop drop the link for the virtual meetup here in the chat so that everyone can see it. That works. Yes. Hey, why don't you drop the uh, link for the in-person meetup too? Yeah. So uh, in-person meetup. <laughs> in-person meetup we should have done that too as well <laughs> yeah slow it's, it's been a few months we're a little out of practice a little yeah like okay. we were ever in practice to begin with okay all right so in-person meetup coming up in july virtual meetup coming up in two weeks two weeks time so time to get signed up and to uh, get those games up yeah, we never actually practice TIFF. That's the real truth of it. We're just winging it all the time. But we learn. We learn constantly. Uh, and we learn from you because now it is time for user questions. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Um, and we'll start. We actually got one in uh, in the thread on site. Bloody hell. Um, so, oh, yes, that one. Um, it was from Luke Neri who says, I- I'm just catching up on myth- on Weaving Myths. I'm on Season 1, Episode 8. Uh, but I don't know if this question has been asked, so I want to ask it again. As a player, what can you do when you see some of your other players' post rates dropping um, if everyone else is still engaged and active? I'm new to the site, but I've seen one game die that way and a couple others in danger. Uh, it seems like no one wants to offend or skip when post rates fall off a cliff. Yeah, that's a great question, Luke. And we have addressed it a couple times, but it's important to keep talking about this because it's one of the things about play by post that there is a level of impersonality about doing things over the web when you don't see people. Uh, so you have to you have to make people attached to the game in a way, and then you have to essentially be willing to realize that life takes precedence. And so if they can't post post for them make sure you have yeah. the agreement up front yes like, hey if you're not available can someone the gm or one of the other players post for you 
every couple of days just so we keep the story moving along. Very important. Have a Discord out of character channel. Having that Discord ping can be that thing that says, oh yeah, I need to go post in that game. Well, it's just also an easy way of keeping people involved um, and talking with each other and like, hey, I had this idea for how this character could grow, uh, you know, just sidebar things. Yeah. Um, so, and it's fast. It It's not slow, like but play the, by post. So the critical part, though, is you just got to not not lose hope De never yeah. wait never wait if you think i could post even if it's just an ooc post that says hey guys still here looking forward to this or that or here's my plan here's where i'm going just post it don't wait waiting is the enemy and some people like myself especially during the winter months when i'm dealing with basically seasonal effectiveness disorder um, that I'm not diagnosed, but I get the winter blues so bad and unmotivated so many times. I just need prodded going, oh yeah. And then I go post. So yeah. I don't get offended. I know my, I know my problems and depression is one of them, especially right. during the winter months. So the, the absolute worst is the, the self-destructive guilt spiral. I didn't oh, post, yes. and I feel bad about not posting, so I don't post. That is where it all falls apart. And you know how you can break it? Go post. Even if you're not the person who's stuck in the spiral, just posting can be a way of mm -hmm. reaching out to that person. Because let's face it, we've been stuck in a pandemic for 11 months now. We're all feeling it. The stress is real. I have groups of friends who love to do things who are saying, I just don't feel like doing the thing that I love to do. And you yeah. got to reach out to them and say, look, it's okay. I'm not feeling the post either, but I'm just going to say, hey, guys, still here. We're all still friends. Let's keep the game going. Yeah, OC posts count as posting. Anything that turns that little folder icon from blue to yellow, yeah, good to go. Do it. Yeah. And Don't it, hold back. I mean, we're all going through it. I have failed so many times on the eldest Chibi playing World of Warships with him on Wednesdays that he doesn't even ask anymore. And I need to get back in the habit of that. And, you know, something I'm pushing myself to do is to get organized and have a schedule. That's another thing that might help, even if no one else is posted and it's just an OOC out of character post, have a schedule. Uh, Tuesday night's the night that I post in this game. So guess what? I'm posting out of character in this game. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, Logan points out, keep people informed. Yeah. I, I'm bad uh, about this and everyone's bad about this, but the better you are about it, I had a bad week. There's just a lot going on because we were doing that big software load. It really started on the Friday night when... I staggered home at uh, close to midnight, and I've just not recovered. And my wife would argue I'm not even recovered now because I'm here, and I'm not paying attention to her. So <laughs> for me, yeah. After Dark is going to be short. Yes. Simply because I'm yeah, not dying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, communication's good. I've 
bit. I just went through and did a bunch of that myself, uh, which has helped actually. Uh, it's helped me. Uh, every, it lets everyone know what's going on, uh-huh. but it's also helped me going, no, I want to post. I want to get back into this. So yeah, just movement. Tiffany so, points rant a lot. Yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany points out the what seems obvious, but let's just go ahead and sometimes it's okay to say, "Hey, everything okay with you?" Because let's face it, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just need someone to ask that question, is so that you can say, "I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing." teaching virtual school and doing a graduate degree program and dealing with an illness with the horses that I tend all simultaneously. And it's just piled up and I got no time. Sorry. It's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and then I just need to talk and it's like, great. I'm here to listen. Mm -hmm. The posting expectation too. Logan, Logan points out an obvious thing. Some games are just slower. Uh, the whole idea of uh, daily posting, we we, we kind of treat that as the elephant in the room because everyone, when they put out an ad, is like, yeah, once a day or you know, once every other day, yeah, that's the posting rate that we're going to keep. It's not real. It never has been. No one ever actually achieves that. Just- and it's okay if you don't. Don't lie to yourself and say that I'm a failure as a GM or a player because I can't do daily posting. It's a game, people. Just a game, Jimmy. And just because, you know, it needs to be said since post rate came up, that's why the post once a day games always die. They always die. Lives change, people get stressed out, the guilt spiral is real. Don't don't paint yourselves into a corner with post rate. And if you're the game master and you set out with a three posts a week schedule and life just gets chaotic on you, talk to your people. Talk to the party. Hey guys, can we go? Damn it. <laughs> but yes, it's talk to them maybe everyone's on board with hey let's slow the post rate down right now because you know the gm's got some chaos they're dealing with hey one of the other players and we've all been playing together for six months one of the other players needs to slow things down a bit Mm -hmm. or take a tangent do a little sidetrack thing where you don't need to involve them yep lots of ways to deal with this and we've talked about that in previous episodes so we're not going to cover it all here but suffice (laughs) it to say luke nary Please read our backlog, watch all those episodes. A, they're hilariously entertaining, but B, we covered lots of great ideas about how to deal with play-by-post is just slower, and it's okay. Yeah. All right, next question. (laughs) Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Samoas. Samoas. Tagalongs. What? That's my second favorite. So I, uh, I can't blast around that. Those are my second favorite. Uh, unless it's a Thin Mint straight out of the freezer. Okay. Okay. Jimmy says Caramel Delights for those Which of you are who, are different, who, who are different, differently geographically challenged. Those are the same as Samoas. The only difference, I think, is that some of them are hexagonal and some of them are circular. Nope. No. it's. I had to check the Girl Scout, Scout website just to actually make sure I remember the right name. 
And they say uh, Caramel Delights slash Samoas. Yep. No, they are exactly the same, but they They're, different bakers make them in slightly different shapes. They have two bakers. Mm-hmm. Um, one calls them Samoas. The other one calls them Caramel Delights. And there's uh, one or two others that they do that with, but um, most of them they've been able to keep the same name. Yeah. I mean, the Tagalongs are... Tagalongs are the ones with peanut butter, right, Amy? Yes. Yeah, and then it used to be Dosidos. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. that's that's why I think I, I messed with that. Okay. As long as you didn't say that you like the shortbread as your favorite, I would. I not do have enjoy. To I do enjoy the trefoils dipped in milk occasionally, but no, they're not my favorite. It's mm. the tagalongs or a fresh thin mint out of the freezer because that is where I store my thin mints, and they are so good cold. Yeah, you know, thin mints. Thin mints are freezer food. Haven't really. Uh touched girl scout cookies that much though since i think it was that first year in bahrain oh boy navy oh you see the girl scouts donate cookies Uh uh-huh and not not a small amount of cookies we're talking i think it was uh god i think it was like december january it was still decently cool outside for the middle east Mm-hmm. And the harbor compound isn't on the base. You know, it's a drive. And we had a forklift roll over with a pallet of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> four. Four. A 120-person at the time harbor patrol unit. A pallet of Girl Scout cookies. That was double high. Yeah. I I throw them in the freezer and I pulled them out. Actually, I found a box in the freezer and we just ate it recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they could you get enough, they you forget about them long enough, they can last a year. Oh, I, <laughs> we just we ate so many of those and there was that rush because everyone wanted their favorites at first and then you realized there's so oh, many of even your favorites that they're never going away. And then the command started ordering people to take boxes home and give them to your landlord, give them to neighbors, just get them off the pallet and out of the compound. Yes. <laughs> we can't have them melt. No, that would be horrible. <clears throat> Mr. A- A- Mr. Andrew J. You just have to tell us where you are and we'll ship them to you. Mm. I did. They'll show up. Yeah. I, I when the eldest was in Nebraska for two years, I basically for each year I had a box. It was about this big that I would ship him, and it was mostly packed with Girl Scout cookies. So he got two shipments while he was out there. Nice. All right. I'm a good mom. So I think we hit the Girl Scout cookies. So Colin in a bikini, yay or nay? This came from Discord when you asked for questions, didn't it? Where did Please. this one come from? No. I would we not all know. We all know it's Discord. No. That's true. No. Of course it would be from the Discord. Yeah. Except for Exalted, you definitely need to do that for Exalted once. Oh, God, no. Exalted wants to see me uh, wearing Marine Corps silkies. 
I'll, I'll, I'll find a Eric name knows the me. reference. Amy's going to be horrified <laughs> once she looks up Silkies. I am not going to do that. Yeah, they're an official, they are an official <laughs> uniform item. No. Not even. <laughs> Uh, Colin in a thin strap tank top doing beach volleyball. Playing with the boys. <laughs> See, Exalted knows silkies are comfy. Yeah, man. That That's fine. I don't need to look them up. All right. Um, you know what? I don't We're need actually... to give my husband ideas. We're actually at an hour and 27 minutes. So I think I'm going to hold on to these other questions for later. That yeah, sounds fine. Yeah, that, that one question is going to start a fight between the three of us. Yeah, and the next one is just... Yeah, we can talk about that later. That's a good one for the free-for-all, free the last question. Yeah, well, we're yeah. in the free-for-all. We're on the free-for-all. I but... mean, the beginning of the free-for-all. We can start the free-for-all <laughs> yeah. with that. Fair. Okay, hold off on that one until ep two. Yeah, Chimmy, if we're going to do a fight, you're going to be in the guest slot. No, I am not asking my daughter to draw Colin in a bikini. It will not be like Chicken Rodrigo. That would be awkward. You know, I don't think anyone brought that up until you just now. Uh, no. Is Bikini Colin like Chicken Rodrigo? Yeah, they've got a horribly photoshopped image already. I know. I'm still not doing it. Yeah, but you brought up the artist. No, Chimmy. You cannot. I will find you. <laughs> and I you won't like you. the result. <laughs> Amy, you're the one that gave them this idea. All right. Um, you, know, you you can, but you don't want the result. Yes. Please, you don't want me to go mama bear. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So. All right. So I think that wraps that up, which means that it's time for the outro. I got this. All right. Uh, so before we actually wrap up the show, I just wanted to remind everyone that Weaving Myths is made possible by our Patreon. If you'd like to support us and get access to the sweet, sweet rewards available to you, definitely consider signing up. Amy is actively working on restructuring that rewards tier to make it even more I exciting. I haven't forgotten. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure she'll have it figured out in the next two weeks. Can okay. Patreon's get a VIP four. badge? I'll give you four. Maybe. Yeah. Patreon VIP badge at the Mythweavers meetup? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's going to happen. All right. Anyway, that we might just throw in as a Benny. Yeah. So, but thank you for watching. If you didn't catch this live, you can always post on Mythweavers, the forums, or our Facebook or our Twitter with any questions or corrections or other general correspondence. And in the worst case, you can always email us at weavingmythspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you and can't wait to share your stories on the show. We absolutely will, as long as they're not completely inappropriate. If they're marginally inappropriate, we'll share them and laugh at them. So it's up to you. Uh, I'm Eric, and tonight I've been joined by the magnificent Amy. Bye! And Colin been fun folks thanks for listening and keep on weaving those myths